How are we there, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Smashing Crossbar Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. Ben is here with us as always. How are you, buddy? I'm good. It's a bit of deja vu. It's the second time we've done this this week. Yeah, second time. Obviously, um, double treat. Double treat for the fans. Aren't you lucky? I've, I've got a week stood down this week, so I've actually got time. <laughs> a bit of time, bit of time on your hands, absolutely. Um, welcome to everyone in the chat. Uh, feel free to whack any questions in for our special guest tonight. Uh, before we get started, big shout out to Gabrielle Ma Optometrist down there at Jesmond, major sponsor of the show for all your optom- optometry needs. Go down there, check those guys out, whether it be prescription sunglasses, glasses um, in general, so sunnies and so forth, or just a simple eye test. Go down there, check the guys, drop us, um, drop our name, and yeah, they'll, they'll sort you out. So, we have any more coasters uh, still up there? Yeah, still got some coasters up there. The Crossbar Capers coasters that I made up at work. So, yeah, go check them out. There's a sample right there sitting on my beer currently. So, um, yeah, if you need any more, let us know. Anyway, on tonight's show, special guest Roy O'Donovan, former Newcastle Jet, former Central Coast Mariner, although we won't hold that against him. Played a bit of time at Brisbane Raw uh, and obviously plenty of time overseas as well. 14 clubs thereabouts in a couple of seasons. So, We'll talk to him about that, obviously, how it all started back there in Cork. Josh, you want to do me a favour? Yep. You've got stream music running. Stream music? Yep. Ooh. Media source. Get rid of the media source. That should be about right. Yeah. There we go. See how we go now. (laughs) Apologies. Um, I was going to say, so yeah, Roy, thanks very much for jumping on. No worries, guys. Nice chatting to you. Yeah, no, thank you very much for, yeah, as I said, jumping on, giving us a bit of your time. Um, yeah, we may as well start from the very, very beginning, mate. Uh, Irish born and bred. So how did it all come about, mate? How did, how did football come to you? Was it drilled into you from a young age or a bit of freedom? Yeah, yeah look, I suppose just something that happened naturally and organically. My, uh, my dad was a big football fan. Um, he didn't play the game at any high level or anything like that. But just if you grew up, if you grew up uh, in Europe, it's it's the working man's game, I suppose, and it's what everyone watches, what everyone plays. And uh, right, the estate I grew up on, there was hundreds of houses, and um, yeah, it was literally games, football, football, football. So um, yeah, I just you know got into it, playing my mates, and you know want to be the better, want 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 to get better, want to be the best at it, and. Yeah, it's been a lifelong obsession since I'm seven or eight years old. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we go any further, can everyone hear me? Everyone's, everyone's saying they can't hear me. They've got audio dramas. Can you see me now? Hey, it, was a, it was a struggle. It was a struggle trying to get, get, um, get Roy into Discord. <laughs> the audio is just having a bit of dramas as well. Let us know. Now I can hear you. Beautiful. There we go. That's because I went in and fixed it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why we've got our IT, 24-7 IT guru. Happy days. That's our charge by the hour. <laughs> maybe, you should, maybe you should be a major sponsor. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you spent your time through Cork. Uh, 2005, he's won the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started my career at Coventry as a youth player. and mm-hmm. I got a bit homesick, came home when I was about 18, back back to Cork. Um Luckily at the time, it was a really good team, a really strong league. So it was professional. I mean, um, you know, we did, as I said, a very experienced team. So I was a young lad coming to that team. 
uh, as a midfielder, as a winger. Um, but yeah, launched my career. It was the best thing for my career to, to play at home and front of my own, you know, people. I never forgot where, where I came from and I enjoyed that. And yeah, we won the league in, in 05, a couple of cup finals in 06 and 07 as well. And yeah, I got, got the opportunity to play in European competition every year. So we, UEFA Champions League qualifiers in 06 and the UEFA Cup in 05 and 07. So, so we, had, we had some really good, you know, games and, and wins against top class European sides as well. And um, it was yeah, a great time, a great group of people I played with. And um, yeah, it was one of the fondest memories of my career, definitely. Yeah, a few um, few decent plays in there as well so you, for the the. Fans. Yeah, yeah, we we have plenty good plenty of good players. Uh, uh, players as you would know would be obviously Shane Long and, and Kevin Doyle uh, being strikers in that team. But we a few other guys went on to get international caps as well, and um, not just myself, but you'd, Alan Bennett, who was a defender, who went on to play for Southampton and Reading. Um, and Joe Gamble, who went on to play in the UK at a, at a lower level, but had a good career overall, but got a couple of caps for Ireland as well. So, yeah, there was a few others that probably could have went down a bit further as well. But we were, we were very fortunate. And yeah. the league that time, the likes of Wes Houlihan, who obviously was a Jet as well, played for Shelburne, who were very strong. Yep. They were looking down to qualify. The, I think Deportivo scored a goal in the 90th minute in 2005. For, if, they, if, Deportivo, if they got a draw, I think they would have qualified for the Champions League that year. And Derry City were very strong as well. So we, I, I played in a, a really golden age for the League of Ireland. Yeah, and not, and obviously not a number nine either. You were, you, you yeah, were no, pretty, not not till the very, yeah, then. not till the very end. My last season, I suppose, like I came in because I was quick and uh, I worked hard. I, I kind of slotted in on the right hand side of midfield um, and created a lot of goals. And, uh, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed playing there. And I played a lot of my career in England there as well. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, just I suppose my last season, I got pushed up front. We had a few injuries and uh, a few personnel changes, and yeah, I scored loads of goals, and that's how I kind of got my move to um, to Sunderland. I had a few few other options as well. I went to Sun- I chose Sunderland at the time. I, I could have went to Fulham. There was a few other options, uh, Hiding Hall and the Celtic for a while. So uh, I went to Sunderland uh, and uh, under Roy Keane, and that was a it was a great experience as well. Yeah, well, that's where we move now, over to England. Um, Sunderland, Roy Keane was at the helm at the time. Uh, so obviously, you know, a bit, a bit of Irish flair going through, going through the squad at Sunderland at the time. Um, how, how did it come about? What, what sold you? I know, I know you're a Mank fan. Yeah. Um, won't hold that against you, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah what sold me? I, yeah, I suppose, I mean, obviously, yeah, he was probably one of, if not the, one of the top three all-time Greatest Irish players, probably along with uh, Liam Brady and John Giles. Um, but um, yeah, look, he, he spoke. He spoke to me like an, you know on a very down to earth level. You you come here, you work hard. I'll give you a chance. I look after you, and he was true to his word. But um, yeah, to, to learn from somebody of that ilk, that quality, um, and as you said, the, the squad was peppered with either you know Irish influence. At the time, current or former internationals or former Manchester United players, which was the connection. So, um, yeah, I learned a hell of a lot from some absolute, you know, A-list stars. And to get to play against some of them as well in, in the Premier League and test myself was a, a terrific challenge. And, yeah, Roy was Roy was great, a very intense guy, which is why he got to the very top of the game. Yeah. But uh, but great. No, he used to join in in, in training sometimes and 
you know, just the weight of passing and, and, and the, the sheer quality of the guy, the, the way he just went about his business as a football yeah. player, you could see why he was why he was at the very top of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at, during your time there, you got you moved around a little bit, a few loan deals mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, were they, you know, how, did he help you in regards to that, like, you know, let's let's you know let's look at a couple of options, get you out, maybe play a lot more football, and then sort of come back and hopefully revamp. Or was it virtually? Look, mate, there's a couple of deals there. Take one, and hopefully yeah, no, I, no, he was, he was more supportive than you know, just yeah. just aside. No, he was very he was very supportive. I think he was fairly happy with my first season there. I mean, um, I played I think 19 games overall in my first season, probably. I only played as a striker. Uh, I probably started one game as a striker out of that. So, first couple of games I came on, I played right back. Uh, and the rest of them I played as a right winger most of the time. Um, and a lot, most of them were substitute appearances. The second season I came back, I came back in good shape. I was excited about the season ahead. We went on a tour. I scored against Sporting Lisbon. I scored in a couple of goals on our Irish tour. And I was really hoping to get a, a run of the team that year. Uh, and as a striker, ideally, but um, they spent a lot of money that year. He, he, I think he brought in uh, Cease, uh, yeah, Gibral Cease and El Hajj Juf and a, a few, you know, and, and we we had a few other strikers there as well. So it kind of forced me down the pecking order. So he called me in and he said, You've got a couple of options to go on loan. I think it'd be good for you to play some games, score some goals. And he said, You've got an option of uh, Leeds, Nottingham Forest, or Dundee United in, in Scotland. and Dundee United at the time, um, their coach had been on the phone all, all off season. I said, look, I think he's going to play every game. He, he's really keen to get you up there. And he said, go up there, score a load of goals, and come back to me stronger, fitter, ready for action. You know, he said uh, it was all it was all done the positive way. Unfortunately, when I went on loan, by the time I came back from that loan, he he'd lost his job, so it was never really the same for me there. You know, so that was unfortunate. Do I regret maybe not just you know, digging my heels and then staying, working under him for another six to nine months that he was there. You know, that that's probably something in my head. wiser, more advanced years I would have done, but, you know, I was just desperate to play and, and prove myself, really. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're not going to go into the, the list of teams in, in, in depth. We'd be yeah. hours you've been yeah. around. Um, so, obviously, in the chat, there's a few in there. Uh, spend a bit of time at Hartlepool, Coventry, obviously, Hibs. Um, over there in 2012, 14 games. Um, yeah. Northampton DPWM FC. Yeah, DPM. That's um, Brunei. That's the Southern Brunei team. Yeah. Yeah. So 24 games, 15 goals thereabouts, according to Wikipedia. We can't. Yeah. No, I scored 26 goals there. That's um, there you go. <laughs> so I scored 26 goals. I was a. I, I wasn't really looking into leaving England. I had a few injuries the previous year. Yep. Uh, I had an opportunity to go there as the marquee player. Um, and, yeah, I took it. It was a chance for me to get fit and get sharp and go back to England. But I never went back to England. As soon as I went away, I just it opened my eyes to the opportunities away from English football and managers getting sacked and just a constant revolving door. And yeah. as you said there, I had five or six loan moves in, in five years. And, you know, it was, it was frustrating. Every time a manager got the sack, I felt like it changed things. So, yeah, yeah I went to Brunei. Uh, as as I said, one of the foreign players there had a good year, and it, yeah, it opened my eyes. Really, I always had a you know in the back of my mind wanting to play abroad. 
uh, America or Australia. And um, yeah, while I was in, in Brunei, um, I had an agent called David O'Keefe contact me to say, would I be interested in coming to play in Australia? And two of the clubs that came up were Central Coast and uh, Newcastle. Um, but at the time, I think Newcastle were going through a bit of turmoil. Yeah. Which, is, which is a bit of a shock. That's not, that's yeah, not right. really. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Phil Stubbins might have been the coach and a few a few of the senior players were getting turfed out. Apparently, they were no, no good uh, anymore and they were getting turfed out. So um, Mariners became an option. But yeah. the season in Brunei finished in October. Mariners' new season wouldn't start probably the following year. So that that's... Mm. That's where the conversation started, but um, yeah, it was in the back. It was in the back of my mind, but it, ultimately, it opened it opened the doors to come to Australia and play in the A League, and you know, something that I'm very fortunate I had the opportunity to do because it's been a, a really enjoyable kind of second part of my career, or third part, whatever you look at it, depending on how long the you think I've part. been in the game. Yeah, well, <laughs> definitely, 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 I suppose. With regards life football balance, I suppose in the UK, you know, uh, oh, don't get me wrong, I lived in some lovely places and yeah, yeah, yeah. great yeah. contracts and all that kind of stuff. But in Australia, you're talking about the, the balance of yeah. family life and football, uh, it just suited me perfect. And uh, yeah, look, I'm still here now, so. I don't need to sell it to you. I don't need to sell the dream uh, team. I was about to say, you, you trade the beaches of Blackpool for the beaches of Newcastle. There you go. There, there, there you go, you know. So that, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And, you know, I've been fortunate as well, Touchwood. I am, um, you know, since I've come here, I haven't had too many injuries. I, my yeah. first season at Newcastle, probably, I, I missed a lot of games with a groin product. But other than that, I, I've been pretty fortunate. So a game every week probably suits my body type. And yeah. maybe I've just been a bit lucky as well. That's, not been so many high impact injuries. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely more weeks on the sideline due to suspension than. Uh, oh yeah, there's been a few of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, we were lucky enough people. to see it live in the flesh. Yeah, you, you, you were at the grand final, were you? Oh yeah, oh. we were. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one, it's one of those. If you if you tried to do it, you couldn't do it. You know, it just shows you the athleticism of me. There you go. Yeah. It was fantastic. I sat on a flight from Melbourne to Sydney. And I was yeah. the only Jet supporter on the play, crowded oh, by nothing yeah. but Melbourne Victory I supporters. And it, the, thing, the thing is as well, I mean, the, the ground that night, it was electric. I mean, it was just the hairs in the back of your neck stand up thinking about it. And we actually played really well. We actually played really well in the game. Um, obviously, the goal was 10 yards offside. We, we didn't yeah. know that at the time because there was no VAR and... and not for you're that just 10 think, seconds anyway. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're just, but you're just, as a player, you're just thinking, yeah. if it's offside, it's going to get a judge offside. So when it was given a goal, okay, you're frustrated because it was their first and only shot on goal the whole night. But then after that, uh, that they kind of just were done, went full Italian and put everything behind the ball. But I mm. thought we passed the ball well, we played some good stuff. We just The ball just wouldn't go over the line for us, you know. So uh, it was a frustrating one. I think we... We left the grand final winners medal behind there, but it's it's one of, it's one of those. It was a yeah. it was a great season overall. Arnie coming in, signing some experienced quality players. Um, there's no rocket science, but we we had a successful season because of that. It all just clicked together, and the fans got on board, and it was um, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable time to be a Jet. 
Yeah, it's amazing when you start winning games. All the all the Jets fans just rock up. It's amazing. But unfortunately, when you lose, yeah, there's a bit of that. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with just that opinion. I, I, I yeah. would imagine a lot of it has to do with the ups and downs of ownership, the ups and downs mm-hmm. of what they're getting for their money when they're coming in the ground. Yeah. What they, what they're losing every year. They're losing players that they they enjoy watching. Every every time they get they kind of buy into a player or yeah. a team or a coach or an owner, they're gone. Yeah. And then it's a oh, this is a restart. This is Newcastle. This is two point oh, but it's been two point oh about four or five different times. Which I so I I, I get it. You're going to get sunshine supporters anywhere. That that happens, but yeah. like not the volume that happens at Jets. Unfortunately, I just think there's a little bit of people are kind of there's a kind of a, an overwhelming sigh when a manager yeah. goes or a oh, new ownership or yep. players are gone it's kind of a recurring theme so I think it's more frustration than just losing games yes. really. oh it is and, yeah. and Josh and I are both guilty for it as well new owners oh here we go yeah. you know, you know. We're, oh we're getting rid of all our senior players oh here we go yeah yeah you know you've seen it before that's, we've done that but me and Josh will yeah. stick by we always have yeah. yeah and that's the important part I mean that's the part of being a fan the tragic part of being a supporter, I should say, because a fan is a fanatic that, as you said, throws the toys out of the, out of the pram when things aren't going their way and, and they don't stick with it. But a supporter supports the cause, supports the badge, and yeah. that's the important part. I think it's important you support your club through it all because every business goes through ups and downs. And look, I genuinely hope that this is this is the Newcastle 2.0, that yeah. in two years' time, they're not what we got wrong, we won't do it again. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I want this to be... Not just it's a gold jersey and we're trying to get people back on site. It's actually something worthwhile, not just fluff and smoke and mirrors. That's the reality, yeah. you know? No, well, the, the club came out and stated they're, they're looking for an what is it? What was it been? An Australian striker? Pappas did say he was looking at for an Australian striker. An Australian cheap striker to come in and fill the spot. Obviously, maybe, 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 maybe a little stuff up on their behalf. Now you're an Australian citizen. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I think. Right. I think he, maybe he wants to do things yeah. his own way. I think. Um, unfortunately, I don't know. My my birth cert goes against me because uh, look, playing for Newcastle meant a lot to me. I gave my hundred percent every time I stepped out on, on the pitch for Newcastle. So yeah. So that, as I said, as much as it fills me with frustration, uh, it is what it is, and and he, he's probably gone his own route. That's exactly right. I, I did. I, I did read somewhere in the paper today. Apparently, we're getting bought out by Saudi owners. Did I hear that right, Ben? You can't see Yeah, we wish. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I seen the black and the black and white, and I thought maybe there was just a mistake. Right. <laughs> um, well, as I said, we'll talk about the A League. There's, there's definitely something I've wanted to ask you because Ben and I talk. You know, we talk football a lot, a lot differently to others. Um, who just, you know, they watch the game, they love it, they just want to see goals and everything else. For, We're for very us, analytical in the way that we watch a game. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah, stati- it's not so much about the goal, it's about the five passes beforehand that got the goal. Right, okay, okay. Yeah, that's talk, talk, talk to me then. That's, that's, but not, not, so much, not, not so much about your game or anything like that. I'm talking leagues. So, you know, you, you spent your time in Ireland, spent your time in the A-League. Yeah. Um, from memory, the Irish League started... In the late 80s, you know, the A-League kicked off um, 2005. So you're talking, you know, what, 20 years apart. What's, what for you, for you, what are some of the biggest reasons you think why 
the um the Irish league hasn't kicked off. You know, what I mean, it must be pumping in yeah. Ireland. It must be chaos. And as you mm. said, you know, the fans get down and they just want to watch football every week. But yeah, well, you, know, you can't watch it from here. You know what I mean? There's a it's yeah, a, you know, that's there's, your, no, that's, there's no broadcast. There's nothing. What's that's what, the, what, well, that's it. You nailed it there, one. That's the that's the first problem. It's uh, yeah. finances come from eyes on the game and and you know technology of having a TV deal, which the A League has had, and that's what's yeah. pushed the A League to a different level. Okay, it's it's plateaued a little bit in the last two years, and they're hoping now the new branding of A League's new sponsorship is going to get you know the fans they've lost over the years. Mm back in the ground and, and COVID has had an impact as well but mm. yeah the League of Ireland is, is a funny one I mean historically it, it was a very strong league uh, you know um, we used to have teams in Europe every year you're talking back in the 70s and there would be 30,000 people watching the game In in but it's um, we have this thing in Ireland called Gaelic football and, and hurling and, and historically there are sports similar to AFL and Rugby League here and it was a law that if you played Gaelic games, which is a, a hurling and football, mm. you weren't allowed to play soccer, football. You weren't allowed to be seen at a football, soccer game. It became like a mortal sin. And, and, and Gaelic games and the church, and, and if you know your history, Irish history, they kind of went hand in hand. So that that kind of, that impacted on, on Irish football. Not having a TV deal, no. Not having marketing, branding, finances, that impacts on it because there's, there's plenty of quality. The last championships we qualified for as a national team, uh, we had nine players that had played in League of Ireland playing in the, at the Euros. So yep. there's plenty of quality that comes out of there. It's just, it just doesn't get the um, exposure that it needs. And and uh, the A-League is very lucky, I suppose, similar to the, the old National League. Nas- national League is, you would know better than me, was, a, was a, no doubt a great product. A lot of Socceroos came through, but Ultimately, it was semi-professional. It yep. was, but they probably had huge support. So you kind of have to get back to why they had huge support uh, and add that into now, nowadays with the way people stream their football, the way people just go to events overall. How do you how do you change it to get the best of the National League to the best of now? And is that going to be having a second division and yep. bringing your Marconis, your, your South Melbournes, your Melbourne Knights, all these historic big clubs get their fans back in and bring football back together because I think there is a big divide in Australian football since the old National League and the A-League start that's a that's probably a lot of fans been left at the wayside there because they feel you know this is my Greek club my Macedonian club my Croatian club we've been marginalised because you know we've been the door's been shut on us professional football wise so we're going to keep going to watch Sydney Olympic and, and whoever yeah. my team is or, you know, Newcastle Olympic, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a bit of, there's a bit of divide there that, that needs to be mended. But um, uh, James Johnson uh, and Danny Townsend, I suppose, are the two big players in, in the game right now. And I think they're on the same page in that regard. So I hope we can all come together. There's, there's plenty of good things happening, you know, if you don't believe, you know, everything you read. Yeah, I, I suppose that was the that was the big thing when the A League started in in '05 that they didn't want from the National League. They didn't want that that cultural influence. They wanted it to be a bit more sterile for the average uh, Australian yeah. supporter to f- be able to feel a part of. And yeah, I think that in turn, me, fifteen that, twenty that, years later, that's hurt them. That shot them in the foot. That's it, and that that only helps for me. That only helps rugby league and AFL yeah. because they've never had to. 
they've never had to sterilise their supporter base. You know what mm. I'm saying? It's the same people. It's the same Australians. Like, you know, oh. you're saying, oh, if Croatians or if Greeks go to games and, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be trouble. Well, no, you, you have security at the grounds like every other sporting arena has. You, yeah. You just, you just have to do it a different way. There's, there should be nothing wrong with passion coming down from the sidelines or from the stands. That's, that's what the game is all about. You, you know, you talk about sport. For me, you know, I'll talk about giving it a hundred percent. But also, a lot of that energy comes from playing as a sport or feeling what's going on around you. You know, you you buy into the badge on the shirt and you buy into what you would want to see from a supporter. So I think, mm. uh, yeah, it's very important, as you said, that they kind of get back to that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I suppose that's that's yeah the biggest thing, you know, like it just the second division it needs to happen, um, <laughs> you know, sooner rather than later. Obviously, it needs to be perfect before you go in. You don't want to yeah. you don't want to go in too early and then be a lot of mistakes with it or a lot of dramas. But um, it needs to happen. You know, we've had so many current and past players on and coaches and stuff like that. And you and you talk about the second division and you talk about the youth setup now with youth players coming through um, and, and it being that too big a step, you know, the step is just they get to the A-League from the MPL and then they come and train with blokes like yourself, very experienced, um, played in some good leagues and at some good clubs and the step is just next level. It's just a holy crap, you know. This isn't just coming to train, kick a ball and a bit of fitness. This is ridiculous and then they fall backwards, you know, they don't cut it, so they leave. And then it's like they've got to start the whole process again. It's where if we get that second division in, I think it's a step. Yeah. It's yeah. It's that mid-ground. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think there, there's a bridge definitely that, that's needed there to, to, and then, as you said, stall that divide that there is because you're not playing, even if you're playing an elite a-League Academy, you're not playing enough games in the first place. You're definitely not playing against enough men, which is kids' football. You could be a skillful, quality player in the academy, yep. but it doesn't translate to being a very good player in the men's game, which is physically and mentally very demanding, you know, and you've got to be at that level every week. Even on, even on your bad days, you've got to deliver a 7 out of 10. That's that's part of being a professional footballer. And, and unfortunately, the young guys that you know, it's a, it's a, as you said, it's a big step, and they can be burnt very quickly if they're not up to the level fitness, quality wise. And and as you said, maybe the second division could be a way for young players and you know, um, to get to get a gig in in, in a, a bridged a bridge division, the mm, yep. a second division. That then Newcastle Jets, for example, will will benefit because oh, he's played twenty games last year in, in the division below. He's ready now, physically, mentally. He knows what to expect. He's not going to get you know far by the wayside. He's we, yep. we know what to expect from him. So yeah. hopefully, as you said, sooner rather than later. But they, they it's good. That's going to need funding, finance, and it's going to need a lot of energy put into it. Yeah, yeah, correct. Even even for players, you know, going backwards, you know, like um, I, I couldn't imagine how much a second division may have helped. Um, you know, someone like Ben Ken, uh, Ben Kenoroski, you know, injuries yeah, when, he's, when he's coming back, yeah. You know, and he's just sort of sitting there in limbo. He's training with the boys, but he's not really getting the games under his belt where, you know, you put him on for 10 minutes. You can't afford to put him on for 10, 15 minutes raw in the A-League. But, you know, you put him into the second division and you go, right, 
play the last 10, 15 minutes or whatever it is and mm. you just slowly, slowly get yeah. better. Well, that's what it, well, that's what I, I suppose after, what is it, 2005, so nearly 17 years now, you, you would think they'd be there now would, that there is yeah. a proper reserve level as such that it's competitive and it gives you a chance to get up to speed um, like every other top nation in the world, you know. Um, it is it is much needed and you know, it has it has its merits and its qualities but uh, it's all well and good us talking about it, it just needs to it needs to come into fruition doesn't it yeah well that, that's exactly right you know i couldn't have imagined how frustrated you could have been um just just in the off seasons at the a-league just how yeah, long they been are like, off season like again mm-hmm. europe um european uh off seasons that people may say that it's too short but the a-league is definitely too long you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose in Europe you play a lot more games in the season. So mm-hmm. I mean, again, this as I said, touching on a point I made earlier, it's probably why I had a lot of injuries in England in my whatever seven or eight years in England. Yeah. That you're playing fifty odd games a year with cups. You're playing probably six, seven games a month on average. So gets to the end of the season, you want to have your six weeks break. Yeah. But you're not losing a, a whole amount of fitness. So that six-week pre-season yeah. block, playing a game every weekend, is probably enough to that you're kind of just it's perfect. Whereas I feel with the A League, you play 26 games, then you're off for two months, yeah. and then you do a three-month pre-season. So that's five months really, because mm. no pre-season game is ever getting you ready for what is a league game. You know mm. that's that's the reality. So it's a uh, I feel like it needs more games in the A-League. It needs more teams. And um, that's going to help op- the overall product and the, the overall quality, really, for ultimately you want a strong soccer lose that's competing on a world stage. No, no, that's exactly right. I actually had a question from um, one of the guys at work. Um, he's born and bred over in England and so forth. And obviously that's probably a good one, talking about off-seasons and stuff like that. He, um, his question was, how many times did you spend at Fat Camp? Yeah, I spent a bit of time, believe it or not. I'm, I'm a, a lean, skinny bloke, but I have my Irish genetics, which likes to hold a few potatoes around the, the midsection. So, yeah, so pre, I tend to be in that extra group, doing a bit of extra running, and it's the same at Newcastle. Yeah. I must say, uh, I think most uh, kind of sprinters, quick players, which I would be one, uh, tend to be a little bit more muscular but with, and powerful, but with that yeah. comes a bit more... Uh, Weight around the arse and the belly, so it takes a bit more work in preseason to get yourself right. And I had the know. opposite as a sprinter. There's yeah, nothing you, of me. You're 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 lean, so you're not a uh, you're not glute dominant like I. No, would be, uh, Josh will tell you of a game where I made a complete break down the line and got absolutely KO'd. <laughs> I literally got knocked flat on my ass and could not continue the game. It's a good day at the office, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I was moving. Look, if he didn't, if he didn't throw an arm out and collect me, there's no way he was going to catch me. Well, that's a story to tell. That's the claim to fame, isn't it? It was in you my final season before my calves decided they were going to give out. <laughs> should have video, videoed it, Ben, and sent it off to Taylor Regan. Oh, he'd have been proud of it. He'd have been proud. All, the, all I would have gotten from Taylor would have been, "Why didn't you run faster?" He would have loved that, the assassin. Yeah, that's yeah, loves it. <laughs> no, that was that was the final season. The brain wanted to go the next season, but the body couldn't keep up. <laughs> um, obviously, another question we've got through as well is uh, dieting wise. Um, 
are you pretty strict, pretty strict on your diet, more so in the off season, because that's obviously where you need to Yeah, yeah. You have to be a bit more you certainly have to be a bit more careful if you are if you do tend to to get a bit softer around the triceps and the midsection. So yeah, look, uh I, I, I definitely keep training in the off season um on my own and I obviously the last few months I, I've been training on my own and keeping fit. But uh, you do have to be a little bit cuter what you eat and uh, a bit more, you know, quality and in, in your in your salads rather than your your lots of bread and cakes. So uh, yeah, I've 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 been a good pro. I ultimately I spent you know most of my career in in the kind of sports science realm. So not a big drinker. Uh, I tried to get to bed to get my rest and recuperation. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think that that's why at thirty six, I'm 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 still going and still wanting to go because I've looked after myself ultimately. But um, yeah, I, I suppose retirement and old age and the body giving up comes to people at different stages. But I think uh, depending on how you look after yourself and and injuries, that's mm. that's how you get the the maximum out of your body. So as again, touch wood. Yeah, I'm I'm one of the fortunate ones. I still feel good enough and strong enough to keep going. And not too, not too fat just yet. I was about to say nothing wrong with a cheeky Kilkenny or a there, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's the thing. As I said, we're not going to go too much into that side of it. But yeah, as I said, hopefully, hopefully, there's no news, no news on the media side yet. But fingers crossed, mate. You get get a gig somewhere. Hundred um, percent. Did, did I hear that you went to Adelaide for a bit? Of no, a no, no. Oh, I think that's, okay. that's a rumor. Maybe came from that side. I, I as I said, uh, it's it's definitely a work in progress. Yeah. Uh, I want to. I want to continue playing. I still got plenty to offer. Yep. Uh, my goals record, where I've been, anywhere I've been, is, is good. It's good in the A League. I'm up well up there. So, um, yeah. I, I, look, I have no problem with when when it's time to give up and it's and it's all over. I have no problem to come into that. But yeah. physically, mentally, I, I've got a desire there. I feel good, so I don't want to leave anything in the tank, and I don't want to be spending the rest of my life like a lot of players that give up and have that bitterness yep. that translates into you go into coaching and you pass that bitterness that you didn't do enough with your career or I'm you didn't maximise what you had, you know. So I'm uh, I'm in that place now where, yeah, I want to go out on my terms and uh, go out on a high. And as I said, it, it is a work in progress. It's, it's, it's not as easy as it was when I was 26 to to not knock down the doors, but uh, hopefully my, my goals record will... Will do me good, you know. That's that's all I'm relying on at the moment. It's got it's got to help, mate. Barisha looks like he, well, Barisha's done and dusted, so isn't, he ain't scoring right, anymore. In the A-League. Well, he's gone. Uh, he's gone overseas, isn't he? So he's, he's uh, gone back to Kosovo. Yeah, I think he got sick of sick of waiting around, and um, yeah. yeah, maybe he got a bit frustrated with the A League as well. I look, I I, I, I can see enough. his point of view as well. It's it's getting younger. Uh, maybe he didn't enjoy last year at Western United. He didn't maybe feel he got the service that he would have liked. Like you can see it from a lot of different points of view. But maybe yeah. for him finishing off back on home turf, that could be something that he always wanted to bookend his career with. So Absolutely. we don't know. But um, no, yeah, good, exactly. good on him. He's he, he he was a great uh, A League striker. So you know, all the best to him. It, it's a name as far as the A League is. People who watch and know the A League are concerned. It's it's one they'll never forget. Yeah, it's synonymous with the A-League. He came in pretty early to the start yeah. as no name and he, he ultimately made his name in the A-League so it's kind of synonymous with the A-League in that regard. Um, you know, he, he divided opinion which is I think is a great thing. He, yep. um, he annoyed opposition defenders, he annoyed 
opposition fans. But um, you know, he he his gift and his skill was not that he was a great dribbler, not that he was outstandingly quick, yeah. but his his desire to get in the box and the ability to be in the right position, whether that was three inches out, six yards out, he was in the right position to mm. finish chances off, and that's an art form. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly right. From a striker's point of view, you, you know, you don't, don't need to score 30, 30 yard screamers every day. Anyone can do that. They don't, they don't get you any. They don't, they don't get you anymore. For any striker will tell you, it's about volume rather than quality. And and ultimately, you know, as a striker, your game is simple: link the play, hold it up, be a nuisance to the opposition defender, but underline, double underline, score goals, and and. Mm. Uh, you know, a lot of that. I've never scored a goal in my career without receiving a pass from somebody else. So ultimately, you're at the tail end of a move. So you're reliant on good yeah. players around you. Yeah. But just knowing the timing of a cross, where that ball is going to land and being in the right spot, it's the hardest part in football. And as I said, he, he was really good at it. Yeah. Uh, talk, talk strikers. We can't go past the new sign from Perth. Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. The, to the A-League. Um, you'd have to be probably the one of the biggest names in the A League p- purely just because of his age. He's right in that sort of prime. You know, I'm sure he doesn't want to end his career here. He wants to go you know, dominate the league and obviously go back to England or you know in, in Europe somewhere. He's like, openly stated that. But um, for the A League and you know all the other all the other players in it, it's got to be um it's got to be massive. It it's fantastic. Been- I, I think it's brilliant. Like fair play to Perth Glory. They've went above yeah. and beyond there. Uh, I suppose for Daniel Sturridge, he, he needed this as well. I mean, mm. he's had a, a a pretty horrendous eighteen month period, obviously with the gambling stuff and uh, you know not being playing football. So it's good for him and it's good for the A League. So it works brilliantly it works. in tandem, you know. But uh, he's coming, as you said, he's coming in the grade A. The A League maybe seven, eight, nine years ago, you can come in in your mid thirties oh. um, and kind of almost retire here and, and comfortable you don't have to work too hard or whatever and just mm. be a marquee the league is it's too fit now I mean the the level of fitness in the A-League so mm. your marquee players that have come in need to be at a, at a certain level fitness wise and quality wise and Daniel Sturridge ticks all the boxes I, I think he'll score a bucket load of goals there I think he's got good players around him for Neroni he's a clever player uh, Brandon O'Neill coming in there is a very good player that can play forward passes they got pace out wide so I, do, I don't see why he'll have any problems scoring goals there and to add to that which is very important as well and people forget about it is he's a personality yep. yeah. he, I saw him on the project the other night he's able to talk he's, he's, he's got a bit of likability factor and he can help sell the product I don't think I'm looking around the A-League and you know there's not many players you know um Mark, not even marquee names, but just personalities that can talk in front of the camera and can sell the brand of the A League. And he's going to be great. I think people are going to ask him questions, and he's going to have a funny answer. He's going to have a clear answer. And uh, you know, we need people like that. We need people that have you know a different edge, and not just the the technical qualities of football. And that's one hundred percent. It's something that me and Josh have always discussed when we look at post game and, and and even halftime interviews that. Fox have done over the years and stuff it's almost as like a lot of A-League players do not get any media training Mm, and it it shows yeah look I'm sure they've all had the one-on-one and they've all had you know but I think there's a a little bit of 
you're not allowed to say too much because you're under you're under the company umbrella as such. Yeah. There's a little bit of nervousness of what to say there, and a lot of people just want to get on with the, get on their with job, playing the game. They have no interest in that side of it. Yeah. But um, but ultimately, ultimately, it comes down to as you said, people just being comfortable and relaxed in that environment. And uh, yeah, I think it's very important. I think Channel Ten Paramount now have a big job as well in that regard in, in growing the brand and getting, you know, people to, I watched the, I'm not a big rugby league fan, I watched the NRL grand final. Yep. There was a lot of hype and razzmatazz around it. You know, ex-players speaking to the guys on the pitch half time before the game, after the game. There's a bit of, you know, to and fro in there, a bit of crack, bit of serious conversation. Hmm. The A-League needs that, not just your, your, your stock standard difficult game today. You're, you're playing a tough side what do you reckon yeah I hope to win today you know nobody cares yeah. and they want give, yeah, give me yeah. some give me a bit of personality you know so. yeah 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 no, no I totally 100%. agree totally yeah. agree um, but yeah no Perth they're doing the right things at the moment they're um, they've, they've bought well and they'll be hard to beat again this year um, especially considering you know, our, our track record against Perth ain't, ain't crash hot so <laughs> yep <laughs> well, yeah. um, we'll just makes it a little bit harder <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Just um yeah, don't know, just not our not our um not our place to be, unfortunately, against Perth. But um It's a tough, it's a tough trip, that's for sure. Well, mm. that's exactly right. And it's a hard trip. You know, you look at New Zealand having to travel that far and everything else and it's um yeah, it's it's not it's not a trip you want to be doing all the time. So um yeah. yeah. Um guys, if you guys have any questions to whack in the chat, um, mm. as I said, probably finish it up in about ten so minutes. There's a few more that we want to get through but if you guys have anything else um whack them in now uh just so or, or re-whack them in if you'd already whack something in we've missed them and um i'll get bender to sort of keep his eye on them if he sees a decent one he'll rip it out of there for us but um i think the one for me that i'd like to get your opinion on you know as an irish kid i'm sure the aim is to get to england you know like that's where you want to be it's where you want to play it's the best one of the best leagues in the world um but it's it's a big step, you know, tr- going there. And then, as you said, you know, you you got there, and then it was like, holy shit, this is a big step. Come back home, start again. Um, would you, you know, it's for young for young Irish boys and that, would you be like Australia, maybe a, a better opportunity, so, or someone like Australia, maybe yeah. Asia? Um, what, what's what's that like? Do you feel as a as a junior, um, trying to make your your name for yourself? Yeah, look, I've spoken on this topic before. Um, certainly, I think I would recommend Australia highly to anybody, but I, I think the way recruitment is done here, it would be difficult for an Irish player to come straight from League of Ireland to here because, you know, it's this, it's not a, a huge brand. There wouldn't be a, a big name coming in the door. And then you're going to have, you know, CEOs and directors who aren't necessarily football experts here being sold by agents and you know you got your people on Facebook and um, Twitter or whatever that are not going to be too keen to see you know an O'Reilly or an O'Donovan coming through if they don't know who who the person is they get more excited about a name that finishes with a vowel you know some guy that's playing in in Italy or Spain or Greece it just sounds more continental oh he must be good oh he's got a Brazilian name he must be good you know so for Irish players there's so much technical quality that comes out of Ireland and you add into that the, you know, not to stereotype, but our Irish, it's, it's you know, we're tougher, 
regarding, you know, competitive nature. That's that's our kind of calling card, you know. Get stuck in, use everything that God gave you. And, um, you know, we've, you know, we even as an international team over the years, we've ne maybe not necessarily been the best team, yeah. but we've definitely been one of the most competitive teams, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would certainly... Talk, you're talking about going to play in a place like Holland and France and, and mm. you know, um, Spain and, and Belgium if they could, definitely. But um, Asia, I feel like with Asia, it's one of those, you can't get to Asia from a place like Ireland because your brand isn't big enough just yet. I think to go to these places and, and your China and, and these places with bags of money, you kind of have to have a certain bit of a CV behind you, you know. Mm. But... Um, the A League, I would, I would recommend to anyone. But as I said, it's just, it's a different it's a different marketplace yeah. that the A League clubs are shopping in. That's what that's the point I'm making yeah. ultimately. <laughs> yeah, it, do, it doesn't help, obviously, as we discussed earlier. You know, in regards to the Irish not having the media and you know, yeah, yeah. Well, they get they, they get plenty of media. I mean, in the newspapers. There's a like there's a the games are historically Friday Saturday. There's a pullout, a twelve page pullout in the in the national newspaper uh, every week. Hmm. You get your uh, highlight show. But it's late night for an hour on a Monday. Uh, you get a few games on the, like maybe I don't know, ten games a year on national broadcaster, and a few of the European games. But it's not; it hasn't got a flagship channel like the A League has had historically. Fox Sports has been outstanding mm. for the A League, and and Channel Ten Viacom now have a, a chance to to build on that. And it ultimately, as boring as it is, finances are is is you know key to success in any. Sport and organization. Yeah, well, that's exact, exactly right, mate. Absolutely. Ben, is there a few questions in there? We do have a few questions. So we've got mobile gaming coming in uh, with what made he, uh, what made him make the decision to come back from Brisbane? Yeah, look, uh, I went to Brisbane, and I suppose I've been a senior player there with the vice captain and I scored a few goals. But uh, ultimately, I, I wasn't enjoying my football. I suppose. Uh, I'm an instinctive player. Um, I like to to express myself on, you know, press defenders and and uh, just be in the box, you know, when when the ball is there. But I find I just found the style of play for me uh, at that moment in time was a bit more, you know, um, possession game. Yep. Never risk the ball, and and you know you're making a lot of forward runs. And for me, that's not where I'm at my best. Um, and yeah, just it just then I had a phone call from. Laurie McKenna, who's still a good friend, over the, that Christmas period, I'd been dropped for a game or two. Mm. And he said, would I be interested in coming back if, you know, things weren't right? And I said, yeah, if you can do it, speak to the powers that be at, at Brisbane. And yeah, that's that's pretty much how it happened. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I didn't, ultimately, I didn't want to leave Newcastle in the first place. But as people, as people know now, that was a lot to do with the financial position that the football club was in. So yeah. mm. uh, I didn't have much choice in that. Yeah, well, that's pretty much it. Yeah, was that was, that was pretty it. well documented. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. pretty much straight, something straightforward where I believe at the time it was, you know, you wanted a two-year deal and they were only going to offer you one. Yeah. Something yeah. along those lines. And, you know, as I said, it's, it's water under the bridge now. It, you went and you come back, um, luckily for us. And, um, yeah. Is it you? You done it right there at Brisbane, you. Know? Yeah, look, I must. I must say, I must say, look, it, I scored about seven goals in my first ten games. So what people say, oh, what happened yeah. at Brisbane? But you know, it was, it was. I just probably ultimately, it was a new, it was a new kind of uh, challenge there for for them. They had new manager, seventeen new players, 
uh, a new style of football. And um, yeah, I think there was a bit of a, a kind of a teething period in the middle there. It wasn't kind of great. And uh, I've been dropped before. That's that's no big deal. That wasn't ultimately why I came back. It just yeah. probably didn't feel like the optimal environment for me, if that makes any sense. And yeah. yep. ultimately, I want to win games, I want to score goals. But I came to Australia because I want to get the balance of life enjoyment, football enjoyment, and that probably just wasn't right there at the time. Yeah. No, that's fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Any more there, Ben? Uh, uh, if, hey, Roy, if, this one comes from EGOXR6, and that is, hey, Roy, if you don't get another A-League contract, would you consider playing NPL in Newcastle? If so, who would you play for? I know I've had plenty of phone calls from, from Joe Griffiths <laughs> and Michael Bridges and all the to come up to come out and train with them, yeah, definitely, and, and a few in Sydney as well. But uh oh, look, I'm, I'm patient. I'll 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 bide my time. It's still early days. The A League doesn't start till the end of November. Mm-hmm. I keep I'm keeping fit, so that's fully where my focus is right now. Uh, not being a politician there and avoiding your answering the question, but uh yeah, I haven't yeah. I haven't talked too much about it. As if your head's still, head's still you know, at the top of your game, it's the last thing you want to be thinking about. I that's it. That's yeah. it. I mean, I've spent my, my whole career being a professional footballer and I feel there's still a year or two goodness left in me and I don't want to leave anything behind, like I said earlier. Yeah, and, bo- and both us, myself and Josh personally, think that, you, that you're still at that level as well, 100%. Well, well yeah, look, I mean, that's the thing. I had a few, I've had uh, a few offers overseas. Uh, and oh, yeah. being COVID, and my my wife is due a baby in yeah. uh, early December. It just uh, it wouldn't be right. So I'm digging my heels in for the A League. That would be, you know, perfect for me. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Football's a, a funny old game. Now, at the end of the day, there's offers. There's offers there. So I suppose that that's that's the biggest thing. You know, if you're getting offers mm. from somewhere else, it's ah, yeah, they, they've got to come. It's got to come. Yeah, it, something if will come. If, if yeah, they're that speaking, yeah, yeah. All right, Noopy, Noopy's got one, and yeah. I'll answer it for you, Roy. And that's, can you rule out not returning to the coast? No, if he's offered a contract, he should take it. <laughs> Simple <laughs> as that. I mean, I mean, that's uh, obviously, that's, again, similar to Newcastle, I think, new coach yeah. there. Monty, Monty's gone in there as the, the head coach, and he'll be wanting to, to show what a good U team he had there. Uh, financially, he'll have his constraints as well, similar to Newcastle. So, uh, again, uh, do they want to bring back uh, a, a striker that they've had previously that's a little bit older, no sell-on value? That's a different, maybe, that's a different, um, qu- it's a question probably for them to answer, but I think I think just the way they're going, they're going younger, mm-hmm. they're going cheaper, and they want players to get in the first team, give them a chance to play, and they want to sell them on. But, uh Yep. I suppose I'd put my flag in the ground now in Newcastle, so maybe I wouldn't be looked on too, con- fine, uh, or, yeah, too kindly down there, I should say. I think it would be very Kennedy. much a Mark Birrigini situation, as far as I'm concerned, or a Ben Kennedy situation. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. If, if yeah. you've got If yeah. you've got the offer to continue on, and that's the offer that you've gotten from the A-League, I personally yeah. wouldn't hold any malice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I suppose it's one, of the, it's one of these things. It's... I'm a professional player, and if that was a possibility, it's something I'd have to look at. But, um, you know, as I said, you know, when I left a couple of years ago and you get the snake banner, I suppose, their their supporters have turned the corner. And I suppose (laughs) as a club and as a, you know, a marketing tool, uh, Mm. is it something that they they want to do? That's the the big thing. But, um, 
I wanted to know who's got that TIFO. Do you have it or does Laurie have it? <laughs> I know, yeah, it was a good one, though. It was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, it, looking back now, that spurred, that spurred me on to great things that day. That was my debut for Newcastle Jets and to score a hat-trick within, within a half an hour and put a marker down. That was, um, it was, a, great, it was a great day. Um, and it really set us off on on a fantastic season, and I suppose I suppose I've been synonymous with Newcastle ever since then. And, and you know that's that's the reality. Even when I went to Brisbane, people probably looked at me at Brisbane. It was a strange thing to see me in an orange shirt when yeah, I yeah, was Mr. Newcastle. So it's uh, there's still a little bit of that. There's still a bit of that lingering, and Newcastle will always be a part of me as well. And you know, I've, uh, you know, there's been offers to to be part of the club in different capacities after I finished playing football and stuff like that. So that's, uh, you know, that's maybe something down the line. Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, we're going to wrap up with a few, obviously, just real quick, short questions in that, mate. Again, we do thank you for jumping on, giving us a bit of your time. Okay. Um, so obviously a couple of quick ones. Three, three of your most memorable moments in the A-League. Well, I just spoke about one, my yep. hat-trick against... Um, um, Mariners, sorry, my first game for Newcastle was a great debut. Um, I suppose my 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 first game in the A League, I scored my debut against Perth. That was a great day, you know. After such a a long preseason, my first preseason in Australia, the grand final was was one of the greatest days and one of the worst days for me because uh, it was a great day because, as I said, ultimately we got to the grand final after being. You know, when I signed, why are you going to the, the wooden spooners? And we proved everyone wrong that year. But uh, yeah, it was a bad ending for me. I, you know, trying to win a game, I went, mm. I got too into it, never pulled out. And ultimately, I lost 10 games. And you see NRL players getting done for cocaine and missing one game. I feel a little bit hard done by that. Yeah. We all did as well. You know, so I, it, it, actually, it actually cost us the next season as well because, yeah, you know, when I came back and I scored goals, we, we were too far behind the eight ball to catch up to six, but um, mm. but yeah, no. So I've, look, I've been lucky. There've been some great moments. I scored on my debut for all my teams that I've played for in Australia. Um, but you know, I've I've been blessed. I mean, scoring my fiftieth last year uh, against uh, Wellington, that was a, a good moment down in Wollongong early in the season. So mm. yeah, so you know, some good moments. Some good moments. Scoring against Mariners, second last game of the season when we've had a poor season and we need the points. To avoid a wooden spoon, that was an yeah. important one as well for different reasons. So yep, you'd hate to miss it. it. Exactly, there's just there's too much to mention, and um, as I said, I, I'm I'm blessed that to be one of the, the all time top scorers in the A League to to have played for Mariners, Jets, and Brisbane Roar. And I just hope it's not over just yet. Absolutely, mate. Um, best goal, best goal in the A League. What's best goal? I scored a goal this season, my first year here against Adelaide for Mariners. Uh, Left foot volley from outside the box, which is rare for me. Most of my goals are inside the box. Yeah. Um, that was that was probably my best goal on the eye. Um, but I've scored some. I've scored some pretty good goals. Some. Of, I think my goals uh, for the Jets carried more weight than um, looking brilliant. Yeah. Just because a lot of the times at the Jets, every point mattered. Every every win, every point, it, it seemed to be a big deal, you know, and. Uh, under Ernie, second year after going to the grand final year before under the, the second year, I felt like 
he was going to blow his top at some stage. We were under so much pressure in that in that second season. You know, people were talking about second season syndrome, and Arnie was banging his head against a brick wall, thinking like you know he's got this great team on paper, and we we just we just weren't delivering every week. You know, because we were very inconsistent that year. But um, yeah, uh, you know, Arnie was a great guy to play for, and it was uh, as I said, there, those were good times. There are the times I remember definitely the first couple of years at Jets. Yeah, yeah it's um. Yeah, it's an interesting one, obviously, with Ernie. He, he, he vanished. He, he's just vanished into thin air. One of the best coaches to come, you know, obviously in the A-League. And, yeah, no, um, he's a great coach, great guy. Great guy yeah. as well. And, and he, if you've yeah. ever met him, he's a really nice well, person. You know, he's, he's, he's had some very successful teams, Victory, Jets. He's been great. And he's, he's, he's a, good, a good guy all around. And uh, I just think he was sick of it in the end when he lost his job at the Jets. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. I think financially no. they they never. I was I was one of the players they didn't replace, but ultimately there wasn't a strong enough team on the pitch. Yeah. He lost his job, and Carl came in and, and signed some good players and gave us a fresh impetus. But um, I think Ernie went missing on purpose. You know, I yeah. think if he wanted to be seen, he'd be seen. And he's an older an older man, and him and his wife Kerry went and travelled around Australia, and I'm sure he's he's. Fine and happy in his, in his own way back down in Melbourne. I was about to say you bumped into him not long ago, didn't you, Josh? After he lost, a, after he left the Jets. Yeah, he, bumped yeah, into him down, down in the shops or something. Yeah, I was wearing my Jets shirt down the down the local, and he was they, they sort of I don't know they got a house or they had friends or wherever, um, not not far from where we are, and yeah, he was just walking in the shopping centre or whatever. He seen me, I had no idea. He spotted the Jets shirt and just obviously went, "That's that's bizarre." And um, yeah. sort of went, how are you, mate? And just, just looked over and, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, big, he's big Ernie. And, yeah, he come over. He had a, um, he had a chat. And, yeah, he, he was great, you know. He's very friendly. And, um, yeah, well, yeah. just sums, sums him up there. Down to work. Nice yeah. guy. Yeah. Just, yeah. And uh, as, a, as a coach as well, I thought, uh, any, any coach I've worked under, that's a little bit more experienced. I always find... They have that skill of being a good man manager and getting the best out of you. And Arnie was the best at that of knowing how to speak to different people to get the best out of them. It wasn't this big, I am the coach. I've done my coaching badges. Yeah. I'm going to come in at 37 years old and I'm going to reinvent the wheel. And I know mm. this is how football can be played. He came in, he put his style of football across to us. He got the best out of each individual and he played a very attractive attacking style of football at not only do you want to watch, but you want to play in. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's one of the good ones, definitely. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the biggest, you know, the things we've been lucky with um, in regards to some of the coaches we've had in. But I suppose you can't go past Laurie McKinnon, you know, someone like that to come into a club. And, you know, I suppose you could go to any 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 friend of yours, sort of, sort of thing in our retrospect and go, do you know the CEO of your club or, you know, what's the CEO's name of your club? And they, they couldn't tell you. They wouldn't say. Yeah. You know, yeah. they just sit back in their, in, the, in their office and that's pretty much them and they're happy to do so. And is where you get lucky with someone like Laurie at the helm. Yeah. And again, another, another great character, Laurie. Yeah. Mag- magic as well. You know, him coming up from the Central Coast, being yeah. the mayor of Gosford and all that. And he, he comes up here and he gets people on side and he's a good, great people person. Uh, you know, I, I suppose it was great that he got the, the Chinese to buy the club to invest all that money at the start, and we saw success. I was part of that success, uh, but unfortunately, when the money came, it was it was it was got a very strained position for Laurie because mm. you know he was trying to do a job with his hands tied behind his back. But uh, 
a great, you know, again, another great character, great fun, and uh, you know, well liked by everybody. Same, same as Arnie around town. So that's yeah. there's no higher praise in Newcastle than that. People think you're a good bloke, you know. No, that's exactly right. I don't think he'll he'll come into Newcastle and have to worry about buying a beer or anything like that when you yeah. yep. when you when you dip into your own pocket to freaking save a club. It's um. That's it. That's it. Exactly. You don't, you don't get any better than that, you know. That's just yeah, unbelievable. And um, yeah, he he kept a very low profile when that sort of started to happen. You could sort of tell that mm. it was just save the club. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed when when anybody when you put your own money into it, not not only you're putting your your heart and soul into something, yeah. you know, you put your own money and you put your your, your family at risk like that. Right. Um, you know, he, he shows you how committed he was and. And I hope I hope the football club does right by him because uh, he deserves that. At least he deserves to to keep you know a great club alive like that. Absolutely. Uh, there's a couple of quick ones, and we'll let you go, mate. Did you expect to be approached to do the commercials to do TV right. commercials? To Aztec Solar ads. As, as, yeah. Aztec yeah. Solar ads. Yeah. Aztec. <laughs> it was. I I didn't expect it, but it actually worked out well. It was. I just come back from Brisbane and. They were doing an ad and they, they wanted somebody, you know, that was known around town and I suppose it was good it was good for me uh, as well. Uh and I enjoy I enjoyed it. I enjoy that side of things anyway. They're great guys there. And uh yeah, I think their uh, their profitability since I've done the ad has gone sky high. So yeah, I should yeah. get I should have getting more money than I got. So. <laughs> it's all panels on the roof and <laughs> um uh Mary's just put in here, look forward to you and Ellen Naming your naming your daughter after me. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice it's a nice name. Very yeah. saintly. Mary. Yeah, that's it. Uh Elliot's just joined us. Hey guys, just joining in. Hey Roy, loved having you here in New in Newcastle. Um, very sad to see you go. Good luck with the future. Well, he hasn't thank left you, yet. Thank you very much. Yeah, I I'm I'm still living here. I bought a house there. Yeah, I, I put my I put some roots down here, but uh yeah, obviously it's uh Frustrating for me as well not to be, but I'll be supporting in spirit. I'm sure I'll be, I'll be there in some capacity at, at the games this year doing something or other. So um, yeah, I'm sure I bump into you. Absolutely, mate. Well, um, yeah. Other than that, we're gonna we're gonna let you go. We do, as I said, mate. We we thank you for your time. Um, from from us, we hope obviously the career hasn't ended. Um, we're hoping you get a gig somewhere. Um, as I said, I'm sure you'll tinker around. I'm sure, as you said, Bridgie and. Joel and freaking Boogs and whoever else is freaking going to join the MPL these days. Um, we're banging on, banging on your door if not, nothing else sort of comes to it. But um, as we've said, mate, Ben and I have always said that we figure you've still got plenty of, plenty of go in you, mate, and um, there's still plenty of goals to come in the A-League. So hopefully you get to pick up a gig anywhere. And, um, yeah, if it's down here in Melbourne, mate, we'll, um, we'll be sure to come down and support you, even if you're not playing the Jets, mate, because, yeah, true legend, eh? Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure on the show, and uh, keep up the good work. Take care. Absolutely, mate. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, guys. Big shout out to Roy, mate. Um, yeah, absolute legend of the club, um, our club, obviously, and the A League. Still kicking goals, still doing the right thing. Um, and yeah, he's hoping he gets a few more goals in him before the season ends. Oh, sorry, sorry, his career ends. Um, but yeah, other than that, Ben's friggin' disappeared. But that's all right because we're, we're gonna slowly wrap it up anyway. Um. Yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, yeah, there's a big – been trying to get get him on now for a while. He's an absolute legend. I know a few fans at the Jets, you know, weren't overly impressed with 
the way he went about himself, obviously on the on the field and scoring goals, and you know he's, he's passed it and this and that and shit like that. But um, stats don't lie, as far as I'm concerned. Stats don't lie. He looked brilliant. One one in two, as Ben said, um, which you know not not many, not many strikers in the A League can say that. Uh, go and ask Mario Jardel and um, and Co. How many goals? How many one in twos they've had in their career and stuff like that in in leagues and so forth. I'm pretty sure a lot of them probably won't be able to tell you that. Uh, what do we got, Maddie? Probably broken. <laughs> we were, I'm, I'm glad that we didn't talk about his uh, his Sunderland debut. Yeah. <laughs> Too old draw with Birmingham City in the Premier League. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's all right, he didn't Timmy score, Wood. so we're fine. Timmy Woods, welcome. Welcome, Timmy. Uh, Roy broke it, absolutely. Anyone who doesn't like Roy as a player doesn't know football. Agreed. Yeah, well, uh, agreed, agreed. As and I said, there were plenty uh, of Jet supporters that were ready to throw him away at the wayside. Yep, yep. Um, you know, the biggest thing for me, and I said it and I was open, open about it on, on the show, um, when you've got a striker like Roy who, let's be honest, isn't expensive um, in comparison to your Daniel Sturridge's and, uh, um, you know, your younger strikers. And he's Australian uh, now. And he's Australian, so he costs nothing for being international and so forth. Um, he doesn't take up know, a spot. And you're banging in one and two. Um, it makes it pretty obvious for me that you, you put him into the into a club. Even if, even if he's sort of coming on for the last half an hour of a game or whatever, you'd rather him be doing that. Um, bringing his experience into obviously all the younger kids and stuff like that coming through. Um, I couldn't imagine how much of an inf- he would have been to, um, you know, your Lucases and Goodwins and stuff like that uh, coming through. So yeah, at the end of the day, mate, at the end of the day, we wish him the wish him the best. Um, you know, as we said, if the if the coach somebody will pick him up, they'd be mad the not they'd be mad no, not to. Hundred percent. Um. For me, I thought I thought Adelaide would have been prime for him to go to at the moment. I think they're screaming for a, a good number nine. They've had so much drama. Um, no, they brought that... back um, Georgie Blackwood. Yeah, well, they brought back Blackwood, but yeah, can you imagine him and Roy up front doing some damage? Jesus, Craig Goodwin fringing firing the balls in from Wayward as well. Happy days. Um, who's going to teach our lads now? Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Both he and his wife are Aussies. Yep. Yep. Uh, be a waste for a club not to sign him. Yeah. In the A League. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I think so. I think somebody will. There's plenty of clubs out there still that could um that could snavel him up. Um Perth won't be one of those clubs there. Hashtag smash the cap. Yeah, they're pretty much done. Did. Wellington is strapped uh, for players, yeah, but they won't. Yeah, not unless he wants to move. No, we won't have to move. Friggin' Wellington have already come out and stated that they're going to friggin' play their season here, most oh, likely. Have they? Um, yes, uh, at this point, um, if they get to go home, yeah, they will. Um, like for 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 majority of it, like their their home base will be here. Because I know the Wellington, I know the New Zealand Rugby League side have set up camp at uh, the Dolphin Stadium um, for next season, and I know there was talk of obviously putting them all. In together, um, women's side coming in now as well, so it's going to be a bigger squad, and I'm sure they don't want to be travelling every second week and that with the W League and all that sort of stuff. So you'd be surprised if they don't set up a base camp somewhere over here. And then, as I said, if the, if they get the chance to sort of go over there, they'll probably take three or four games over there in in a row. 
I don't think any 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 fan of you know any, any football fan will you know have a whinge about them doing that. If you're doing that, if you're doing that, Timmy Woods, you need to sign just about every other player that's left at the Jets before you can start it. <laughs> Where's the Sydney uh, Wanderers' career mode might happen again? You've got to sign more Jets players for that to happen. Absolutely. Considering um, he took all of them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Wellington's <laughs> an interesting one. You know, they they could definitely afford him. Obviously, they've had a few blokes leave and stuff like that. Um, you know. I, it may, maybe another option for him to go back to Brisbane as well. Um, you know, they, they haven't got an absolute banging front front lineup. No, but they've got a new manager who's doing something very different. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they've got a they've got they've got a good new manager now, and so forth. And he spent a bit of time there, so it, it may work out that he might be able to go back. Um, you know, I don't see him going to Western Sydney. I don't see him going to Sydney. Um, you know, again, I think correct coast. I think they're in their own little nutshell and they're doing their own thing, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see any club. I don't think he's going to be that play to come on. He's going to play it out, you know, 90 minutes of football. No. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's sort of done. I think that, you know what I mean? But he's definitely the type of bloke that you want in a club to push the youngsters, the guys that are playing 90 minutes. He's going to push every, every little bit to make sure that he's doing whatever he can to, um, you know, to be pushing for that for that starting spot, and if he doesn't, as I said, he scored a hat trick in half an hour. It's all he needs. Come on, yeah. in the second half, um, you know, score a banger, score the winner, stuff like that, and everything can change. Obviously, you can go from play playing fifteen twenty minutes and a couple of goals in that period, and you start games. So, um, I did a career mode with Maitland FC. Happy days, happy days, the Maggies. Yeah, the Maggies, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, um, what was I going to say? Friggin', yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys for joining in as always. Be sure to go share it around. Thank you for submitting your questions. Yes, that's the other ones. Thank you for submitting the questions. Um, if you guys haven't subscribed to the YouTube side, you haven't liked the Facebook page, um, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, I believe. Um, yeah, so yeah, jump on those sort of socials. I think it's socials. Yeah, I think it was socials. Anyway, we'll find out in a minute. It'll either happen or it won't. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, uh, Spotify, be sure to obviously jump on any of those, subscribe and like and do all those sort of things. Make sure you guys share the content. That's the biggest one for us. Just share the content. We're, as I said, we're not in it for subscribers or anything like that. We just want to get, um, you know, the football content out to all the other football fans. That's pretty much what it is for us. You know, we're not trying to be bigger and better than anyone in, in Australia in regards to doing podcasts like that. We want to come in, sit down, talk a bit of football as we do. And yeah, that's pretty much us. Um, set your alarms, set your alarms. 5am tomorrow morning, Australia continue on their merry way. Um, I believe for um, their world cup campaign currently undefeated. So doing doing good things and um yeah, may it continue tomorrow. And then I believe it's on Tuesday. Um Tuesday, I think it is, yeah. So uh what other news have we got before we wrap it up? Um it's the best passer in the A League's birthday today. It, yes. I did read that. Where did I read that? I think I was in even news feed actually. I figured I must have put something on Facebook or whatever it was last year about friggin' Good old Bobby something. Burns. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, what have we got? I need you all to get <laughs> new Xbox. Yeah, no, we're good. Uh, yeah, no, so we're good. Have Paramount to watch it. You don't need Paramount to watch it. Mobile gaming, you need the 10 Play app. So there you go. Free, live, all Australian games. <clears throat> I don't mean. All Australian games will be on Channel 10. Yeah. Right? All international games. All Regardless, like, free to air Channel 10, whether they flick it on bold or fuck it. TV. Uh, but that's, it'll be on Channel 10. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you're not going to have to worry about that with, the, with um, Paramount+. Plus. Paramount Plus um, is going to really kick in when, obviously, the alien. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Um, but everything else you should be pretty much getting for free without having to pay for Paramount Plus, whether it be FFA Cups, uh, women, Women's Internationals and all that sort of stuff. That should all be at the moment. So, uh, so are we, Timmy. That's why we play it on PC. Yeah, yours is literally read my morning. Yeah. Uh, okay, I download it on my phone then. Yeah, just yeah. download it on your phone, smart TV. Yeah, you've got it there. Um, and if you've got a Chromecast. Chromecast, just, yeah. Chromecast across. Whack, that's it. Whack it on your phone, then Chromecast. Timmy, PC. What sort of controller do you think we use? Yeah. Josh so uses a PlayStation cool. 1, though, I think. I, I haven't, yeah, I do. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you the last time I picked up an Xbox. I prefer I, it for some things. Yeah, no. Nah. Like, if I'm nah. playing FIFA on PC, I'll use this. If I'm playing COD on PC, I'll use a PlayStation 4 controller. Mm. Yeah. I'm weird yeah. like that. Uh, thoughts on the women's sponsor announcement? Yeah, um, you know it's good. to Shouldn't see be a big deal that the that the men and the women had the exact same sponsor. That's how it well, should be. Well, Ben, yeah, Ben and um, Ben was saying this on Monday night, I believe it was, in regards to when we were doing the kit stuff. That you know, some of the A League clubs have even got two different sponsors for a home and away. Should be pretty much straightforward. If you're supporting the men um, for their home shirts and stuff like that, I don't see why you shouldn't be supporting the women and the youth. Uh, We're one of the only leagues that I know of. There there are a few, Mm. but 95% of the leagues around the world, if you sponsor the home kit, you sponsor the away and the third kit. That's how the sponsorship deal works. Why are we so different? Why are we trying to diversify that? Mm. We shouldn't be diversifying that. We should be making it one, and you have 12 chances with 12 different clubs to get it on there. That sparks no. a bidding war. A 100%. bidding war means more money coming in on the sponsorship. Make companies um, fight for it. Don't don't sit there and please both companies by going, you can have this one and you can have that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, new goalkeeper signing today, uh, Boric. Good women, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll keep, obviously, clear on the toes. Um, you know, young international, you know, youth, youth interna- Australian international, so obviously she's got the goods, um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. I think that's about three. Don't quote me on it, but it's around three uh, new new players into the into the squad. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd probably like to see a few more than that, but it's it's a start. It's probably three more. It's three more new players than what we got last year, to be honest. So if you take it, and hopefully they come on and obviously a bit of impact. yeah. We had a lot on loan that then got loaned out in the finals period to other clubs. Yeah, and won medals yeah. for playing three games. Correct, correct. Uh, I was going to say, good to see the media still slowly pumping through decently, a lot better than what it was. I think that was another thing I was 
interested to see what would happen in once Nate left. You know, he'd done a massive job for us, uh, changing everything up at, at the Jets page and so forth. But it's slowly, slowly, slowly continuing with Quinton at the helm, which is good. Yeah. Um, you know, it just just sort of just dried up. And you asked before that, so it's good to see that. Another sponsor could have gave them more money. The women, yeah, not yeah, really. Yeah, in 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 the Premier League or something like that, maybe not in the A League. Not in the A League. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, we're Aussies. We're Aussies. We we're, we're a bunch of tight. Je- so. Put it this way, Timmy: the Jets have struggled to get a kit sponsor for the home kit for the past like four years. Yeah. So it's a big deal for us. The sponsors over here ain't going to pay a cent more than they have to. Yeah, but at the same point as well, Newcastle has been stuck in a loop of they've always wanted somebody local. Yeah. And there isn't a lot, considering what they're asking, there isn't a lot that fulfill that criteria. True. Very, very true. Very the main one um, would be Port of Newcastle, which is what we've got. Mm, mm. But yes, Nate has gone, Mary. Yes, he left a couple of weeks back. Yep. Yep. Uh, Do we have anything else yeah. to discuss? We are the A-League. A-League, man. We are stoked to welcome... Oh, Zuzu Utes. That was the other one. Sorry? Izuzu Utes. Oh, Izuzu! Uh, Izuzu Ute Australia. The Izuzu Ute Australian A-League. Do you do Izuzu? Um, <laughs> A-Leagues, A-Leagues Izuzu. Um, all happening. It's weird. Uh, good to see, good to see uh, something different. Uh, it's so weird, obviously, it not being Hyundai. Yeah. Uh, even Hyundai A-Leagues, they would have just... Worked. Now it's Izuzu. Izuzu leagues. It's not Izuzu. It's Izuzu Ute. Izuzu. No. I think it's Izuzu Ute. Izuzu Ute A leagues. Yeah. I don't know how they've worked it, but it's weird. Yeah, Izuzu Ute Australia. Does anyone know who our international striker we're supposed to be signing is? We're not signing an international striker. Correct. We are signing a sorry. Let me rephrase that. We are supposed to be signing a midfielder. Correct. And on the proviso, on the proviso that there is some wiggle room to play with after that, it would be an Australian-based striker. Correct. Correct. The words from Arthur Pappas. Yep. Um. What else was there? The Brazilian international is in quarantine here in Australia. Zero English. Uh, no, he did. He, no, he did have a little said, bit. Oh yeah, he said thank you and about it. He'll pick it up. He'll pick it up. Yeah, it's English is easy. Stub your toe. I think he understands it. Oh yeah, he would. That's a big yeah, thing. He'd understand before, it. Right? He just wouldn't be able to speak it. Could you imagine like, well him, yeah. enough? Yeah, yeah. being a. Yeah, actually, actually, you want to talk about Brazilians and languages and stuff like that? I watched bloody friggin' Leon play um, the other night in the women's friggin' UEFA uh, Champions League. Yeah, and bloody Carpenter and her French. Whew, yeah, 
blew it in French. Holy shit. The interpreter's just sitting there next to her just going, I don't need to be here. Yeah. Freezing cold. I'm sitting here holding a fucking umbrella. <laughs> just in case she's got no idea. And she's back and forth with the bloody French presenter like it was bloody, like she was born there. Unbelievable. Hey, hint, hint. Guess what? What? Studied it in her um, HSC. Yeah, I'm sure she did. I know she did. Oh, there you go. There you go. Good times. Um, it's it's obviously helped them. It's the same <laughs> reason I I can un, I can not necessarily speak but can understand Italian. Yeah, it's all great. <laughs> um, what are we going to say? Tess got on for about fifteen minutes thereabouts in her Champions League loss to Juventus. I can good uh, on her though. Blown out of the water. Blown out of the water. They were uh, so they, yeah. they were they were just yeah yeah different class different class. Uh, looked really good. Um. I found you can watch the women's champions league on YouTube. I found that. Yeah. Uh, found the link and stuff like that. Nice and easy. Just type pretty much in women's league. And, um. Yeah. A couple of good matches and stuff like that. Watched Leon obviously and a uh, Tess go around as well. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I think that's we got Tommy Semi is listed on Jets website, but he's not signed. But he's on there for some reason. I wouldn't uh, look people... too much into that. I went to the Jets website player profiles three weeks ago, and it still had the player profiles from like two and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't be going too much into it either. It's sort of. Um, I wouldn't dig too far. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't be digging too far into it and stuff like that. It's not and again 100%. speculation. It's not. It's not a hundred percent yet. Let's get. Let's get that out of the way before we go anywhere. It's um. Objection. Speculation. Overruled. Overruled. Um. Yeah. Anything else, guys? Anything else before we wrap it up? Anything else quickly before we wrap it up? Um. Well, this little bit here won't be obviously live. Um. On Spotify. No, I was thinking about what it. Oh. I was thinking about it because it's actually been decent discussion. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, surprisingly. Hasn't been, it hasn't, hasn't been waffle, so. Yeah. Well, it's on there, yeah. <laughs> so here's a new media, guys. Uh, Quinton. 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 Quinton is the new media manager at the Jets. He uh, spent a bit of time at the Knights. He's spent a bit of time with Northern New South Wales football. Uh, Newcastle born and bred, so he's Newcastle lad. So, um, yeah, he's, he's been doing good things. Uh, he's helped us out a bit. Obviously, getting a few of the guys on. The podcast, so we obviously thank him and the club for that. Um, hopefully, a few more in the coming weeks would be great. Damn waffles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, that's pretty much it. I did hear some good news in regards to Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, big talk in regards to Carl's future on that one, where his time could be up sooner rather than later, depending on results this season. Uh, quite ironic considering that he went there for bigger and better things and has done fuck all. Um, <laughs> He's not wrong. No. See, no, ladies and gentlemen, much. we only deal with fact on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, pretty, much, pretty, much it. pretty much it. I don't need to go into any more about that. That's all that. Um, you know, it is what it is. I uh, feel sorry for um, Kenny uh, just getting tagged around like a little goat, and it's not his fault. He's got a he's got a beat to the drum, I suppose, and he'll have to pay the consequences. Unfortunately, if the results don't work out, so. Um, yeah, interesting. Could be a, could be a trip back to Vancouver real soon. Uh, well, you've been stolen more of our players in the off season. 
Yeah, he hasn't stolen anyone. That you know, it's our own fault for not locking them down. Hundred percent, absolutely correct. You know, like it's going to be good. To be you fair, know? it's going to. Be... Yeah. We gave them more than enough chances to a be able to lock them down, and, and for some of those players that he took, I'm surprised some of them didn't leave a lot earlier. Correct. People like Steven Yugarkovich. Well, that wasn't boy. That wasn't boy. Not trying. <laughs> he tried. Yeah. No, I'm talking prior to Western Sydney. Yeah. Ah, uh, was I going to say? Uh, Agreement. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say something, and I've totally forgot what the hell it was. Mustn't have been important or factual. No, mustn't have been important. Oh, I'll just keep telling you every every week. Still 60, I think it's 60, 60, 70% off um, at Fever. Uh, uh, Pelly, sorry. It told me 60. It told me 60. Is it 60 or 70? It told me 60. It was like, because I went on there yesterday, and I was like, ooh, what else What else can I buy? I bought nearly everything else. Um, What, what else can I steal from you? Yeah, you're as bad as me. Uh, I bought the coach's shorts yesterday. Like oh, yeah. Bucks. See, I looked at them yeah. and just went, yeah. Well, the only reason I bought them was because they're handy. Apparently, it's only 30 off. No, yeah. no, no, no. Click on something. Yeah, click on something and whack it in your cart, and then it tells you. Um, I think I've bought everything that, I've, that I need. <laughs> I just bought the shorts because they're purely because they got zips. It's just fantastic. Yeah, I, see, I would have grabbed them if I had, like, actual blue shorts, like the player shorts. I would agree. Who's your pick? Who's your pick for the team to watch out of the season? You, you can't go. You past can't go Perth. past Perth. You can't go past Perth. They've bought everyone. But between again them and City, um, you know City City's front front three is solid. Uh, you've pretty much got the whole Australian front three, somewhat. So th- they will be hard to beat. They haven't got the absolute best backline. So th- they will be somewhat. Oh, I can't there. get a training jersey now. They're all gone. They've only got junior sizes. Yeah, I'll, that's I got annoying. I got one of the blue ones. Yeah, the training jersey. That's the one I wanted. Oh, really? I only got juniors left. Yeah, they got polos though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got a polo. I'll have to get a polo. Um, I was gonna say, but yeah, yeah, per- Perf- Perf's gonna be the team to beat. They're, they've, yeah, again though, it's it's on paper. I think I think Sydney's gonna struggle this year. I think they're gonna. Drop a few spots, I think. Um, they'll, they'll have a good season. Sydney's sixty you percent know, up, up and about thereabouts. Um, uh, no, Mary, it is not. Julian Newey, no, it's gone. Nope, gone. No. Can only they, do it online. Newcastle grabbed all their shirts that they needed to and stuff like that, and then that was kicked out. Uh, da, 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 what I was going to say, yeah. So first, going to be the benchmark. Uh, Melbourne, Melbourne. I'll tell you what, Melbourne could go close. I reckon to a double wooden spoon. I don't think, I don't think they've they've done that well. They've brought in a couple of good players. You can't go past Popper's coaching style and stuff like that. But Popper has brought in a lot of Popper players. They haven't impressed me. You know the players Popper has brought in, in all of his Popper players. Yeah. Your Iconomedes, your Speranovic, your Jason Davidsons. Yeah. The only one he's sort of gone out on a limb for, which you could still count as a popper player because he signed him at Xanthi, is Josh Brilliante. Yeah. The only one he hasn't brought back from, or the only player, Australian player, that hasn't been brought back from Xanthi that originally moved over there for popper is Paul Izzo. Yeah, Paul Buzz. 
Poor Brick is still in goal. Yeah, yeah. And you know you what? See? Could do a job here for a lot of teams. Oh, yeah. I bet yeah, you he yeah. would be sorely missed at Adelaide right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Western United's defence won't be too bad. Um, they're, they're yeah. I'm Lucas Popper. Topper. Topper. I said stop. I said topper. I swear you said popper. No, I said topper. Um, uh, what else was I going to say? Coast are still spoon this year. Yeah, I'd love to see it as well, but you know, I don't I, think I don't, the coast will spoon it. No, I don't think so. I, I think it's going to be one. I think it's going to be a team that you just don't. I expect. think it's going to be Wellington. Well, 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 Wellington need to find some players. That that is. They need to start looking at players. Um, not 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 their fault, I suppose. They had a couple sort of softs. Is it going to be a retail shop for Viva Jets merch? We don't know. No, I, I doubt it. I think it's more at the games. It's what it's what the Jets have usually done for the last couple of years, and I think it works well. You're at the games. It's just like easier for them to be hands off with it. Yeah, that's it. They don't. Yeah, everything just literally as they they just shut the roller door, shut the roller door at the merch when you go up the stairs there inside the gate. They push the frigging shit back behind the door, and then that's it. It just stays mm. there. For people like us, it does make getting things difficult, especially yeah, if they're yeah. one. Especially if they're one-off kits. Yeah, um, we just I get them direct you. from South Australia. I, I swear, I said popper to you. Thanks, Matty. Um, I didn't. I know what I said, but anyway, we're waffling. Let's yeah, not. We're I want to keep this in the. I want to keep this in the pod. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we are waffling. Um, so, yeah, anyway, we're going to leave it there. We'll save whatever else we've got for next week. Uh, currently at this week, it will be just Ben and myself. Uh, no special guest at this point. We will try our best to do so. Uh, if not, we will run it as is. We'll talk, obviously, the uh, game tomorrow morning in Australia. Um, I'm pretty sure the Matildas are playing at some point as well. No idea exactly what date and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll suss out the week's worth of football and A League and stuff like that with what's been happening and what's been going on with the signing news and stuff like that. But yeah, other than that, we thank everyone for jumping on the show tonight. It has been a muchly appreciated. We uh, we thank Roy for his time, obviously, and wish him uh, all the best in trying to secure a new deal and uh, the birth of his daughter at the end of the year. Uh, make two. So he's young, he's young bloke and now a daughter as well. So happy days. And, yeah, other than that, we'll catch you guys next time. Be sure, as I said, to go and subscribe and like pages and do all that sort of stuff. Uh, if, you guys are on, if you guys are on the Twitch side, hang around. We are going to freaking go over and raid, I'd say, probably Vimesy. I don't think anyone else is on tonight that I know of um, or, or overly care about. <clears throat> William Wanker. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we'll, like somebody we'll that responds to people when we raid them over. Yeah, uh, that was that was that was his first. Yeah, we will we'll definitely clap. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? He's playing Mafia Three. Playing Mafia Three. So yeah, jump on the Twitch side. We'll give you thirty seconds, um, just to sort of twitch up, switch out, twitch over. Just yeah, Twitch over. over. We'll, that's our term now. That's it. Yeah. We'll give you Bang. we'll give you thirty Lock seconds to Twitch over. Wait, sign that. Patent it if I haven't heard it. I haven't heard anyone say it. That's we'll it. trademark it and copyright yeah. it and all sorts. And they go, oh, they are good. <laughs> how, how, just for you, noops. Hang on. Hang on. There it is. Just like that. And one, another one for you, noops. As always. 
He's gone. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, a couple of seconds or so. Uh, we'll give you a bit of time just to switch over on the Twitch side. But for everyone else watching, uh, whether it be on Spotify, um, Anchor, re-watching it on YouTube and uh, Twitch and stuff like that, watching it live on Twitch and stuff like that, we thank you guys for jumping on uh, week in, week out, listening to our stuff. Uh, it's muchly appreciated. And, yeah, at the end of the day, without you guys jumping in, there's no point of us doing it um, because what we do on a weekly basis anyway, just on the phone, spending hours hours at a time talking shit about football and the wives kicking our asses because that's all we do. So uh, it gives us a bit of a platform to talk about it without them absolutely cracking the shits and whatever, get to lock ourselves away for an hour or so and dribble on. But other than that, we are going to switch over now. Yeah, um, so thanks to everyone who has jumped onto the Twitch side. Uh, hang around, just say g'day, pop in, say hello, and then you can tough off. So take it easy, guys. Until next time, we will catch you later. And as always, take it easy, guys. See you next time. Cheers. Bye.